Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today is our week in review, and also we have some new news coming up. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. And now for those crypto prices. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, July 15, 2022. I'm recording this at 9.04 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. A little bit behind today because we are down to one car in the house. The brakes kind of got messed up on my girlfriend's car. And so we are sharing the car, so I had to take her into class this morning. She is now pivoted from being a doctor to a researcher for most of her, her day. And now she's doing research and she's learning how to study statistics and data research methods. If you guys study statistics, there's there's the T-value, P-value, ANOVA, chi-squared, you know, all that good stuff. It is a headache. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. Bitcoin's sitting at $20,978. It's up 6% in 24. I don't know what happened to the market, but this looks nice. Ethereum's at 1226 It's up 13% in 24 Tether's number three, USDC is number four, and BNB is number five at 238, up 4%. Rounding off the top 10, we have Binance, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Dogecoin. Again, top 10 has been staying there consistently for quite some time. The total market cap is up 6.2%. We're sitting at $940.2 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 42.6% on coin market cap and an F dominance of 15.9%. Before I move into the news today, I'm going to read a letter from or email from Skylar. And Skylar's written in many times. And this email says, Matt, I'm sorry, you're not getting many emails recently because of this market. Lots of moves are being made, but people aren't paying attention. One of those moves that are being made is a project called Wizards. I don't have any myself, but I saw the initial hype around this mint day and watched the activity levels. By the way, this is an NFT. And yesterday they had an event where any wizard that was listed under 3.2F as a floor price, it allowed other staking members to burn their listed NFT and have it replaced with a half skull NFT with a much lower lower price. Do you have any opinions on this, Skylar? Okay, so I didn't quite understand what was going on until I read an article about it. So here's the thing: is Wizards is a is an NFT project. And they don't want people trading it. They just don't want it to be a marketplace like where people are just flipping their NFT. And so what they're doing is trying to incentivize people to hold their NFT and stake their NFT so they can be involved with this whole like wizard realm web three thing that they're trying to build. And so what they're trying to do is if you are somebody that who is uh, flipping the NFTs, they are allowing and there's a there's a part of the smart contract that allows the contract owner to grant somebody powers like a wizard would have powers and the powers that they grant these other nft holders is the ability to burn somebody's nft and replace it with a skull nft like they have a wizard that's alive and then they burn that person's nft and give them a skull nft like they just killed their wizard they call it ritual sacrifice 
ritual sacrifice. And it's trying to incentivize people to hold their NFT and be involved with this Web3 metaverse thing that they're trying to build. Well, people are upset about this because they're like, you stole my NFT and I lost my money. (laughs) Because if the floor is 3.2F, you just lost, well, right now, what is it, 3,600 bucks? That's quite a bit of money. Other people are praising it, saying like, oh, this is great because you're actually being involved with this, uh, you know, this new universe or metaverse that they're trying to build and incentivizing people to hold it. And some people are saying you're artificially raising the floor price, but others are saying that but that's part of the whole game is, is to hold your NFTs and be part of this world. I don't really have an opinion on this, but I have an opinion on the NFT being burned. It is part of the rules. Like, this is what you're in right now. This is part of the game. So if you didn't read the fine print, <laughs> you're kind of SOL. But these do have real value. And I do understand if you bought something for a 3F and then it's burned and you get this stupid skull NFT that's only worth like 0.1F or 0.17F, you'll be upset. But that's the whole point of this whole thing is like a lot of people are coming into these projects and any project, any token, not reading the fine print, not really thinking things through, getting smoked and then wondering why this happened. And sometimes it's just malicious. Sometimes I think it's just the founders are, are, are actually purposely being neglectful, like Luna. We all saw that coming. I think like BlockFi and Celsius as well. But sometimes it's just like nobody actually read the fine print of what you're actually supposed to do with these these projects. And so this one, I don't know. I think it's just part of the game. But it's actually pretty interesting that you put a code in the smart contract to grant powers to different people so they can basically unleash their magic on other hodlers. Anyway, thanks for writing in, Skylar. And and the article about this project, Wizards NFT, is in the show notes. Moving into Monday's news. So on Monday, we saw YamDAO get attacked. and But the YamDAO attack was thwarted. The attacker issued malicious governance protocol with a spam description with the intent to gain control of the project's treasury. Shortly after the proposal was created, the attacker then voted on the proposal using 249,000 YAM tokens, which is a sufficient amount of YAM tokens to reach Quorum. Before the attacker was able to gain control of the treasury, the team was able to use their privileges and block the attack. The proposal was canceled three hours after it was created, and they saved around $3.1 million from their treasury. Again, two things to point out with this thing. Number one is just because you have more tokens, you should not be able to create a proposal to take over the treasury. That's a flaw in their um, DAO creation, their structure. Number two, why do you have a, I guess, a God mode for your smart contract or your DAO? If it actually is supposed to work like a DAO, you shouldn't be able to turn things off in the back end. Anyway, two things that are red flags, in my opinion. Also on Monday, we saw crypto lender Celsius put new lawyers at the helm of its restructuring process. And they said this, We are taking the necessary action for the benefit of our entire community in order to stabilize liquidity and operations while we take steps to preserve and protect assets. We are working diligently to meet our obligations. Voyager Digital filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy a few days earlier, and now we know Celsius also just filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in today's news. Also on Monday, we saw that CoinFlex detailed a strategy to combat the company's current liquidity crisis. As you see, BlockFi, Voyager, Celsius, CoinFlex, and many other companies are having liquidity crises because the price of Bitcoin and other currencies have went down, and they used it as collateral for loans, and there's a bunch of fuckery. Anyway, for almost three weeks, it prevented users from withdrawing funds. Yesterday, James Lop gave us an update on CoinFlex, though, and they will be making 10% of users' balances available for withdrawal. So basically, 90% of your funds are gone. I mean, they're they're locked away. They're not gone. But you can take out 10% now. So it looks as though they are moving toward 
releasing all of people's funds, but slowly. And the final news on Monday is that FTX and Coinbase announced that they are going to be expanding into Europe. Spain is a big location for both of them. Also, Latin American exchange Ripio says it's expanding its businesses in Latin America as well. Tuesday, we saw a phishing scam get around $8 million in funds from Uniswap users. So what happened was, is this phishing scam promised a free airdrop of 400 Uni tokens. And the thing is about this airdrop is that they have airdropped Uniswap tokens before. It's been a while, but it's not unheard of. And this was going to be worth around, I don't know, $2,200. Users were asked to connect their crypto wallets and sign the transaction to claim the airdrop. But upon connection, the unknown hacker grabbed users' funds through a malicious smart contract. On Tuesday, we reported that 74,000 wallets have interacted with this phishing scam and, like I said, got around $8 million in stolen crypto. On Tuesday, Texas set an all-time high for its energy consumption using around 78,206 megawatts of electricity in a 24-hour period. The second highest was set on July 5th for 77,460 megawatts. And so what they said is, hey, everybody got to chill with using so much electricity if you can Find ways to, you know, cut that down. That'll be helpful for our power grid. And because of that, Bitcoin miners in Texas have fulfilled their promise to suspend operations while the state waits out a heat wave that is expected to push its electricity grid to the limits. Basically, Bitcoin miners shut down, giving 1% of all electricity consumption back to the power grid. GameStop launched its NFT platform on Tuesday, and then two days later, it is killing it. Well, let's just not say it's killing it, but it's killing Coinbase, because Coinbase only saw about 1,704F in total 24-hour trading volume, or roughly $1.8 million, while GameStop only in its second day. Now, Coinbase's NFT marketplace has been around since May, but GameStop has seen 3,167F in trading volume, or $3.5 million. So they have already smoked Coinbase. Oh, and GameStop stock is also up. A group of 20 economies... The Group of 20, the G20, said that it will report to the G20 finance ministers and central bank governors in October. They want to outline its regulatory and supervisory approaches to stablecoins and other crypto assets. They are ensuring a robust regulation and supervision of cryptocurrencies. Over here in the U.S., the Treasury Department announced open invitation to comments on Joe Biden's executive order on digital assets. They said people looking to comment on the executive order 14067 have until August 8th or just around eh, three weeks from now. Here are the Joe Biden administration's objectives on cryptocurrencies. Number one, protection of customers, investors, and businesses in the United States. Number two, protection of the United States and global financial stability and the mitigation of systemic risk. Number three, mitigation of illicit finance. Number four, reinforcement of U.S. leadership in the global financial system. Number five, promotion of access to safe, affordable financial services. And finally, number six, support technological advances that promote responsible development and use of digital assets. And finally, on Tuesday, the biggest news of the day, Twink Coin was created. Hostess, you know, the creator of Twinkies, decided to make something called dollar sign Twink Coin. And yes, this is real. It's a little snack, just like Twinkies. But it's shaped like a coin. They're trying to play off the whole cryptocurrency thing. And, and it's about $3.50 a box at Walmart. You can buy Twink Coin. I'm skipping over Wednesday and Thursday because there wasn't a lot of new news on Wednesday and Thursday. A lot of follow-up from previous news. And today actually kind of like, I guess, puts it all together and shows you the results. So we're just going to go into today's news. 
New York Yankees players and staff are now able to convert salary into Bitcoin. Investment company Nidig signed a multi-year partnership with MLB outfit New York Yankees, allowing the team's players to convert part of their salary into Bitcoin. And I don't understand why you have this. <laughs> Maybe you can tell me. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co is a, a tax incentive. The article did not say anything about that. But if you want to convert your salary into Bitcoin, go on an exchange. You get paid to your bank. Your bank's connected to Binance.us or Coinbase or FTX.us or Crypto.com or wherever. And then you buy Bitcoin. There you go. Converted. I don't understand why this is news. Whatever. Also in the markets, the 40-day correlation between Bitcoin and the Nasdaq 100 is now at a low of 0.5. As you heard on the show many times, correlation with the Nasdaq is measured in a negative 1 to 1 scale. Negative 1 means the price is always in opposite directions, meaning the Nasdaq goes down, Bitcoin goes up. 1 means they move together, Bitcoin up, Nasdaq up. Today, Bitcoin is at the lowest correlation with the Nasdaq since early January. Do you live in the UK? And did you have some crypto stolen or an NFT stolen? Do you not know who stole it? Well, I have good news for you. Because if you know their wallet address, you can now airdrop them a lawsuit. Yes, a UK court last month granted permission to serve legal proceedings to anonymous individuals via NFT airdrops sent to your crypto wallet. So if you're browsing your MetaMask, you might want to check to see if you're getting sued by anybody. Bored Ape, Mutant Ape, CryptoPunk, Lawsuit. The ninth Shadow Fork on Ethereum just went live 15 hours ahead of schedule. Shadow Forks like today's practice making one or two particular changes that will take place during the merge. Today's successful Shadow Fork has not seen any significant glitches, and it brings Ethereum one step closer to the merge. And finally, like I said, I'll come back to Celsius because they filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And the filing confirms that its liabilities outweigh its assets by $1.2 billion. The filing shows that the company owes its client and creditors $5.5 billion. But its assets, even after paying off three large loans from DeFi protocols Maker, Aave, and Compound in the last week, which only allowed it to reclaim roughly $1 billion worth of collateral, total only $4.3 billion. So what does that mean? They're short $1.2 billion. Are they going to have a white knight come over here and save them? We're going to have to wait and see. And that was our news this week. I hope everybody enjoyed the news this week. I hope everybody enjoys the show. If you ever have any comments on the show, please email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. And I will be off this weekend, and I will be seeing you Monday morning, bright and early, for the news. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. And until Monday, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>